unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. Uh, first things first, next week, the Retail Therapy Sessions live. So I think this is going to be a fun thing. We'll be doing it on Monday nights. Uh, it's not topical. It's basically your event in bitch box. And it's just like kind of like our anniversary celebrations and whatnot where we just kind of chop it up in the chat. So if you got something to bitch about, come on. If you want to talk about your job, come on, you know, whatever. So we're going to get better together through <laughs> uh, the retail therapy session. So there's no topics, you know, it, it's open forum. Uh, you know, just same rules just to keep it civil, you know, no politics, no religion. And other than that, we'll be all, all well and good. So let's get into some headlines. And yes, blame tag, yours is in here. Putting the brakes on runaway wage growth could help avoid a recession in 2023, but it won't be easy. Man, they are trying so fucking hard not to pay people, aren't they? They're using every excuse in the book, but you see the headline right underneath. Minimum wage about to rise in 23 states and 41 cities. So that's cool. Uh, next headline, big worry. Falling wages, rising inequality. Real monthly wages fell by 0.9% in the first half of 2022. So here they are. They're talking about um, runaway wage growth. Well, if monthly wages fell in the first half of 2022, there's no runaway wage, wage growth at all. And then another case of somebody not doing the Lord's work. This is unacceptable. Chick-fil-A slammed with fine after paying employees with meal vouchers. The North Carolina location claims that the positions were voluntary in nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, next headline, neoliberal performance-based wages linked to health problems. The pay volatility of performance-based wages and gig work is linked to worse sleep quality, headaches, back pain, and stomach issues. Uh, yeah, that does not surprise me at all. Um, UK wages next year will be at their lowest level since 2006. Uh, they're going backwards. That's not good. And this one, um, the follow-up underneath it, I'll explain. Uh, this is from Retail Wire, and the headline is, Study Sees the Great Resignation Heating Up in 2023. And this was one of the quote-unquote brain trust commenters that I wanted to point out. Um, this is Kathy Hotka. Um, the genie is out of the bottle and won't be going back in. Frontline retail workers want and need more support and will get it from companies that value their professionalism and service. Amen. Beautiful. Um, and this is impressive, too, for a younger generation, how Gen Z helped galvanize a national retail unionization movement in 2022. So that's cool. And this is a good one. Two in five retail employees plan to leave the sector amid a lack of career progression and training survey report. Um, Inflation-wary shoppers pull back as goods pile up in stores. How did inflation affect dollar store shoppers most this year? And then I kind of got into some inflationary things a little bit, um, seeing how I do work grocery. Uh, here's why food prices remain stubbornly high even as inflation cools. Not all inflation news was good. Grocery prices jumped 12% in November. How profit inflation made your groceries so damn expensive. Um, food insecurity looms amid inflation, end of COVID era supports. Uh, here's why egg prices are so high. Have you guys priced eggs lately? It's a little ridiculous. We're pushing almost $5 for a dozen. And I like eggs, and that hurts the pocketbook. 
Um, these seven charts show how life got pricier and yes, cheaper in 2022. Uh, guess what? The cheaper is really not beneficial to most of us. Um, retail is literally the worst job. Worker shares horrible experience working in retail. It's like serving with no tips. And then this one in another episode of don't mess with shoplifters employee killed while confronting shoplifter taking ammunition authorities say yeah don't do it don't do it greetings erica uh blame tag says i can't believe that rising wages causing inflation has become their plot line well that's sure as hell what it is uh it, it, it's crazy um here it says are they trying to say chick-fil-a has internships i guess for younger folk maybe i don't know the Lord's chicken is not an acceptable form of payment anywhere. Um, you got a better chance of using boob money to pay for something than a Chick-fil-A sandwich. And hybrid says the refuge will have chickens. Well, if you've got your own chickens, man, you're, you're not really worried about it. Now I know there's been bird flu and whatnot. It's swapped out a bunch of poultry, but what's interesting is the eggs are going way up, but the actual price of chicken itself it's kind of come down a little bit. It's still expensive. You about have to get a second board on your house to get a family pack of chicken breasts. But still, um, it, it's it's kind of weird how, how that's working. Uh, well, if eggs are so expensive, maybe chickens are gold. Wow. Blame Tag says they were desperate for help and had volunteers work for food. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. If that's what you want to say. Um, so, while he's here, mention our sponsor. The Serving Times. As always, the links to the articles, the links to The Serving Times are in the description of the video. So go read his stuff. It is excellent. Now, uh, speaking of YouTube, if you have not subscribed, please do so. We're, we're, we're getting there. Things are, things are moving up. So um, we'll see what happens in the near future. I think this year is going to be a pretty decent year for the channel all the way around. But now let's kind of get into the meat and potatoes. So it's it's that time of year. Um, if you've been in management, you understand. If you've been hourly, you understand what's about to happen. And it's very unfortunate, but it's a cyclical thing. It happens every single year. However, there is a twist to all this because it seems like most of the company's got to jump on it earlier. So I've got a few things here that I've pulled together. There's not a lot of information about this out there. Um, but this is what we got. Why companies do layoffs around Christmas. December is often the second highest month for job cuts. But as we all know, January is worse. Historical data shows December often ranks as the second highest month for layoffs and discharges going back to 2000, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. But the month when companies consistently cut the most workers is coming soon. January. The pandemic made 2020 an outlier year when massive layoffs recorded in March and April as COVID-19 spread. But layoffs around the holidays are a relatively recent phenomenon. In the 70s and 80s, companies were more cognizant of the optics of putting people out of work during the most wonderful time of the year, says Andy Challenger, a senior vice president with Challenger Gray and Christmas, a career services and executive coaching firm. I love that it's Challenger, Gray, and Christmas. Nice. Uh, that sentiment has passed, he says. Today, we tend to see companies making the cuts they feel like when they need to. And then good old Jim Cramer. Jim Cramer says he expects many layoffs at companies after Christmas. 
I'm sure there'll be many layoffs after Christmas. I don't want to finger point at the retailers who are most likely to be thrown into bankruptcy when the holidays are over, but I do want people to realize that, in a way, our current high inflation economy is a high-quality problem. And then the final one, uh, this is from Women's Wear Daily. Uh, Retailers cut jobs, but employment seen as stubbornly strong. Brick-and-mortar retailers eliminated 30,000 jobs last month as consumers cut back, but companies are still hiring elsewhere. The retail job market weakened last month with the sector shedding a seasonally adjusted 30,000 positions compared with October as consumers pulled back and merchants grew more cautious. So that's November, right? Department stores shed a seasonally adjusted 21,800 jobs between October and November to employ 920,400, while apparel and accessory specialty stores eliminated 4,500 positions to employ 1.1 million. Those cuts reflect employment within the four walls of the store, obviously, not at corporate and not in the supply chain. Elsewhere, companies were still hiring. The leisure and hospitality sector added over 88,000 jobs in November, while healthcare employment gained 45,000 and governments added 42,000 jobs. So, once again, it's retail. You know, other businesses are, are hiring. Now, I, I will say there's a lot of hubbub out there. White-collar layoffs have really, really accelerated this year. Um, I think we're kind of in a tech bubble again. And I can foresee that getting kind of ugly real fast. But <coughs> Adria says they used to staff up for the holidays. Yeah, they used to. And, you know, controllable expenses, people, right? And for those that haven't cut the jobs, I'm sure starting the day after Christmas, they started having plans to do so. That's why if you look at the calendar from the thumbnail, if you actually read that calendar, it kind of goes through step by step, you know, okay, we're going to work everybody to death because bonuses are at stake and then, you know, get little Caesars for the staff on Christmas Eve, make sure the managers leave early that day. And then the following week, it is all about getting rid of people. So, and, and it happens and it's kind of terrible. Um, what's really not surprising is, you know, you hire seasonal help. And and if you do it right, you tell the seasonal help, hey, more than likely this is going to run through such and such date and, and you're gone. All right. Those are understandable because that's, that's a standard practice everywhere. But when you've got things that happen, say all of a sudden you've got full-time employees, you've worked to death and you get out of Christmas and let, let's say the company dictates, well, okay, 32 hours is full-time. Yes, they've been working 40 but you are to you are required to cut all your full-time employees to 32 hours a week. Now, you know, even at $10 an hour, you're losing you know, 8 hours, that's 80 bucks. And for the people that work in retail, you a lot of people can't survive taking that kind of cut. You know, and sometimes it's really just done from the aspect of profitability. It has nothing to do with the care, you know, of your staff or anything like that. And those are the ones that really, really sting. And then you've got part-time employees that, you know, during the holidays, you know, they were getting 25, you know, 30, 31 hours. Some of them were working full-time hours during the holidays. They get used to that money. Then all of a sudden the shock comes when the manager calls them into the office and says, oh, well, you know, we're only going to be able to schedule 15 hours a week now going forward. But we expect you to be available anytime we call, which is horseshit. So it's a... it's pretty, um, it's about to get pretty dicey. Uh, you know, I, the fact that they jumped on it early is even scarier 
because they were trying to be proactive for lack of sales. And a lot of these retailers didn't meet their sales goals. So they already were bare bones. And now they're going to go into January just ridiculously stretched thin. Hero, you're right. Retail really does things based on employee care. And, you know, it, it's, like I said, it's the whole employees are a controllable expense mess. And and I think it's a shame because, like one of the articles said, you know, that's losing people within the four walls. It's not anybody at corporate taking a hit. And, and that's the other bullshit. You know, you got people who forgot how to work in the store or may never have worked in the store up there. They get reaping all the benefits of the work that these stores are doing. They're not the ones that have to worry about giving anything up. And it's a terrible time of year to do it because, you know, you're coming out of the holidays. A lot of people, you know, they spend all year long frantically, you know, worrying about how they're going to get money for the kids for Christmas and things like that. They have all that stress to deal with. They've probably spent a lot of money they shouldn't have because, you know, they, they, they won't do right by their kids. And then all of a sudden they don't have a job. That's terrible. <clears throat> yeah, behold the not enough credit card signups, write-ups are coming. That's another thing, too, is this is the time of year where the paper trail intensifies. You know, they get really, really strict. The, you know, behaviors that they didn't care about from October until, you know, the end of December now all of a sudden matter because they didn't want to have to replace somebody when it was busy. But now, you know, even though you might have let somebody get away with, like, poor performance and poor behavior, you know, which they think is acceptable, all of a sudden you're going to try to ride them about the door. <clears throat> so, I mean, we're, we're going to go into a serious crisis. And, and, you know, if you've been following the news and you're seeing what's going on right now in China with COVID and, you know, the news headlines come out today that now we're starting to look at, you know, banning travel and all this other stuff. Well, hey, what, once that statement gets made, it's, it's too late. So now you're going to have a bunch of short-staffed stores with, you know, overworked employees whose health is going to be on the line again if it continues the way it's going. And it's it's a vicious cycle that, God, I, I wish we wouldn't have to go through, but it really seems all like all signs are pointing to um, really bad things coming around the bend. And once again, it's going to be, you know, the frontline workers that are exhausted, overworked, you know, low staff numbers, things like that, that are going to be put in harm's way. Blame tag says, yeah, we get it in the services signups. I don't do any. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> well, you got to remember, credit cards are such a big deal, you know, these companies, you know, because it's, it's extra income from them. And like we discussed before, you know, you sign somebody up for a credit card and you get, you max it out right then and there. That company is not concerned about what happens to this person's credit because, you know, it's like Synchrony Bank or HSBC or somebody like that who handles the account. That company's already got the money. So, yeah, they're going to push that because especially when the economy's bad and the spending is just not there. I mean, when I was at home, you know, we we had to track that shit. You know, we, we had a rep come from Synchrony, you know, like once a month, maybe sometimes once a quarter to analyze, you know, how we could get more credit cards on it. I still think it's the most ridiculous thing ever. Uh, blame taxes. I can tell you one store that lost one of their only full timers over COVID recently. Uh-huh. Um, hybrid says I was buying a loaf of bread today and was afraid if I bought milk and toilet paper, that hell was going to break loose. 
Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, Irish. Stores your staff like layaways. Pay them a little each week until Christmas. It is seasonal, but it's not teenagers working, getting pocket money anymore. It's people trying to support families mostly. Correct. Um, and then Hero says not to stray from the topic, but McDonald's is testing not having any employees. They have an automatic system pilot in Texas where you order an app and AI prepares it, and the conveyor belt brings you your bag. Nice. Um, Erica, might as well burn it all to the ground and begin in you. We're getting to that point. That's the one thing that was kind of encouraging about the headlines, you know, about the, the Gen Z really being the ones to galvanize the strike movement. And, you know, something I'll think we've, we've really touched on is how much of a younger generation are really pushing for like better wages and unionization and whatnot, because they watched their parents be miserable and saw what that kind of work did to a family and, and to their parents. I mean, it's very possible, you know, um, and as parents, you know, we always say we want better for our kids than we had. I mean, that's a good start, you know, to be honest with you. If you have a union that's worth its salt and, and does what it, it's supposed to do, right, Erica? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, you're coming into what we call, you know, Christmas thaw. Um, sometimes it's referred to as spring thaw. Spring thaw, if you are unaware in retail, that's when district managers and regionals decide, okay, We've floated these managers we don't like or that make too much or uh, have underperformed, and we've used them to their fullest extent during the holidays. Let's get rid of them, and let's hire cheaper managers. That's known as the spring thaw. That's what happens. It, you know, if, you, if you're looking to get into management, now's the time. Um, you go um, as far as, you know, in the spring – you know, that's if you if you want to get into management, that's the time because it's going to be uh, one of those situations where these companies are laying off managers and getting rid of them based on quote unquote performance when it really is they've they've overpaid them or they're too high for the scale they want to have, and and that's where a lot of people, you know, can find themselves in a management position somewhere and then go to that company who's hiring and it may be an increase for them, so. That, that's what's about to happen. Um, the corporate overlords really, really hate laborers and the working class. Yep. Uh, this bitch right there, that McDonald's thing can't possibly work. I know. I know. <laughs> you're, you're right. It, I mean, they'll throw a lot of money at it to figure out if they can make it work. And if they do make it work, there'll probably be some locations that it actually works. Um, but bigger cities, probably not. It have to be some, like, rural podunk town where, you know, the population's like 60 for it to actually function correctly. Um, blame tag. Gen, Gen Z is inspiring, but for now, we need to worry about the boomers in power and those who hold the same morality fighting tooth and nail to save the system they abuse. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, the boomer thing, like I said, you know, for me, um, you know, there's a lot of people my age that, that their views on this are way different than mine. Um, part of it is, you know, time served in the business. Uh, part of it is just the realization that it wasn't worth it um, and it wasn't rewarding anymore. And, you know, I, I, I see a lot of that. I hear a lot of it. I mean, the amount of people out there who, who literally blame a certain age group for lack of work ethic without digging into why they feel that way it, it is pretty massive, pretty massive. Um, Iris says, no, thanks. I'm fine with not holding keys currently. 
Spring burn, yeah. Um, Blame Tag says, I think the Robo McDonald's is still staffed, just not on the customer side. Probably. And But, you know, when you look at how low McDonald's pays and whatnot, you know, there's mornings we'll go to get breakfast, and there might as well not be anybody there. There was one morning last week, I think Hero went, and it was just the manager in there by herself. She was taking the order, running, making the order, going to the pickup window, giving the order, rinse and repeat. That's rough, bro. That is rough. But at least she made a go at it, whereas we've got a Bojangles down the street that they just can't get their shit together. McDonald's employees get paid more than me. What? That can't be possible. You know. And, and you know, you might find that the service is really shitty during the day because they're trying to hire young younger folk who can't work certain hours. So, I mean, that's very possible, too. Blame takes is they can't even keep the ice cream machine working and they think they can automate the whole thing. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. They need an AI to keep the ice cream machine running. But, you know, it, it's it's getting kind of crazy. I mean, it really, really, really is. Um, and I'm looking, um, is this stream dragging any for you guys? Because it does appear there seems to be some, some throttling. Um, this bitch right here, someone in Texas should go eat at the new automated store. Let us know how it is. Yeah. Hero says, Karen can't yell at the conveyor belt. Well, she can. Um, Iris says, there is a huge issue with the mentality of older generations. The whole system in retail from work ethic to management ethos stems from decades ago. It doesn't work anymore. You're right. It doesn't. It has not, after any kind of progress, gotten better. It it really hasn't. And I I don't really understand why. It's been a little choppy. So, yeah, that's got to be a network thing because this is the first time where I'm noticing dropped frames uh, and my little red lights coming on, uh, which which is interesting. So it's got to be got to be some sort of network issue because I've never had this issue since I've changed systems and whatnot. Uh, Erica says, yep, watching on Twitter and commenting on Facebook. Blaine Tag says, where's Nightmare? She's in Texas. Yeah, where is she? I don't know. Maybe she got a job programming the AI in Texas. Maybe that's where she's at, Blame Tech. Um, Russell says, if you've noticed with Mickey D's, they're building another FF close. What? Uh, I, I, I don't understand that. If a conveyor belt has no ears in the woods, can Karen yell at it? Karen can yell at whatever she wants. She just doesn't like yelling at things that doesn't give her, get you know, gets a response because her opinion matters remember but yeah so we're getting to that point where i mean you're gonna have to make some hard decisions if you're a manager you know there, there's nothing worse that you know you come out of the holiday and your dm calls you and says hey look i need you to start cutting people's hours and and that's hard to do especially if you've taken the time to build a good staff and the staff trust you and they do good work for you and you kind of know a little bit about them personally you know what their financial situations are and things like that that, that that's that's a hard thing to do Really, really hard thing to do. And then when you get to the point where, you know, some companies will call you up and say, hey, look, we've got to have a reduction in force. You need to pick five people and and we're going to have to lay them off. 
that's even harder. I mean, because now you have to pick, you know, and, and, and the choice is kind of given to you and you're forced to make a choice that you don't want to make. But, you know, and typically what really sucks is they cut all this payroll and they cut all these people and you got inventory in January. And if you work in a big store, oh, you, as a manager, you might as well spend the night there. You're not going home. It's not happening. So how many of you out there right now in the chat where you work, do you have inventory coming up uh, here shortly? And uh, when we get to the question of the week, I've got comments from different people on Twitter about what's going on at their workplace, you know, and what they foresee. Uh, Russell says, fast food to compete with McDonald's, at least here. And last year, Popeye's, Burger King, Cookout, Revamped Hardee's, all within like four blocks, yeah. Um, Iris says, did you see how retail workers were deemed as essential as emergency services again in Buffalo last week? A $1,000 fine for driving in Buffalo unless you worked retail and needed to get to work. See, that is some horse shit. That is awful. And, you know, we joke about the meme that's been out there where, you know, it shows a car flipped over in the snow and the manager, and, you know, they send a picture of the manager and the manager's like, well, you're still coming to work, right? And, and that's crazy. I mean, I, like I said, I have a friend who was a manager for Walmart during a major hurricane. They had evacuated, and he had to stay there. And the cops had to come remove him. And, they, they you know, he was the only one there. He was in the building. And it's, it's, it, it's crazy. And because there's nothing there worth that. And that, you know, that whole mess, it's kind of funny that it seems like now, through any kind of traumatic experience, whether it be weather-related, um, pandemic-related, or whatnot, retail workers and grocery workers are going to get bent over every single time because they're quote-unquote essential, which goes back to what I said before about if it wasn't for these low-skill, low-wage workers, this country could not survive at all. The year 2020 proved that. And I know everybody loves throwing out stats about money and all this other shit. I really want to see a statistic on how many employees were lost in retail and grocery from the beginning of the pandemic till now. Um, because I'm sure it's frighteningly large. And because they needed to make money. They, 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 they had bills to pay just like everybody else. And... They were put in harm's way. And then you've got these companies doing all this crazy shit to prevent it. And, you know, we have Marissa Baker on here who did the study on the different things that retailers use to prevent the spread of COVID, and none of them worked. You know, it, it's it's like false security is all it was. Yes, Blaine Tiger did that. There was a woman in Buffalo who got trapped in her car for 18 hours and died. It, it's... Yeah, Russell liked the gas leak at the tree. Yeah. Had a, a leaking gas line. Couldn't leave. But, the, I mean, and that's what's sad. And they they want you to be essential, but they're sure as shit not giving you essential pay, right? You know, there's no hazard pay. There's no, I mean, these people weren't getting paid extra to risk their life in the snow in Buffalo. I mean, and like... Hero said, who's shopping then? That's the unfortunate thing is you say that, but we know this because we've done it. There's been plenty of times where the weather's bad and nobody should be out, but people come shop just just, just so they can. It's those assholes' fault. Always is. You know, 
and they're the same people to come, you know, they open up the door, they kick their boots on the carpet, you know, get the snow off and be like, oh, I can't believe you're open today. Can't believe it made you work. Well, no shit, because you're here. If you people wouldn't shop, we wouldn't open. Now, fortunately, a lot of that, too, has to do with, um, you know, your relationship with your DMs. Um, there are some DMs that I've had that, you know, were understanding. And then there's some DMs they didn't care because they were sitting at home in front of their toasty fireplace, drinking their cup of coffee, looking at the weather everywhere, saying, oh, you can make it to work. Make sure you get there. I'm not leaving the house, but you got to be there. Bullshit. Ooh, um, how many of you have a time clock procedure that probably causes cooties to spread at your store? You know, that's, that's an interesting thing too. If you have a digital keypad or any, well, doorknobs, time clocks, whole nine yards. If you've got a time clock that everybody's using in the store and it's not being properly disinfected, like at all, how's that to keep you from, you know, contracting some cootie of some sort? Oh, Blaine Tank says that would be a good article. Retailers to staff. Okay, you're essential again. Um, you know what, though, Blaine Tank? I don't... If this shit spirals out of control again, um, I don't think you'll see that happen again. I I, I think retail's fucked because I think there's a lot of people who aren't going to put up with it again. <clears throat> Hybrid says, oh, ask Mad Dog about the snowstorms last year and how many accidents there were in front of different stores. Well, like I said, I mean, I've told the story before, you know, when I worked for Guitar Center, we had an associate during the ice storm back in the, God, in the 2000s, like early 2000s or whatnot, and, um, you know, was told, yeah, you, you need to get to work, and he told his truck on the way to work. Did he get anything out of it? No. Did the company, you know, Guitar Center, well, shit, Guitar Center barely pays their people. They sure shit ain't going to pay for somebody's accident. You know, I think, and I th really think they tried to spin it like, well, you should have known better, even though you were told to come to work. But yeah, I mean, that, that, that shit happens. <coughs> but yet here we are, they'll lay you off in the next six weeks. No problem whatsoever. Whatsoever. Um, bright space babe says I will not go into work in ice or snowstorms. I'm in Austin, Texas, and we don't have the proper road preparation for it. If my boss doesn't care about my safety bye. Damn right. That's the way. That is the way. And, and you know, there's a lot of bosses that will wind up going to work, you know, because they need the job. But any boss that penalizes somebody because they don't feel safe or they can safely get to work, man, they don't need keys at all. You know, if the business needs to run so bad, run it by yourself. I mean, you know, don't put your people in harm's way. Let's pitch right here. Walmart uses touchpads and computers. You think they clean that stuff after every use? And look how many employees they have. Yep, exactly. Uh, Hybrid said there was one store that had three accidents, one after another, right in front of the store. I think one involved a cop. That's even better. See, and, and that's the thing. And, and that's the reason, you know, we do these, and that's the reason why we're going to have the retail therapy sessions and whatnot, because this is the kind of shit needs to be talked about. And, you know, it gives everybody a place to, to vent their frustrations on this kind of crap, because I'm sorry, inclement weather, if you do not feel safe getting from point A to point B, don't put your life in jeopardy for, as Irish has so eloquently said, for a job that will divorce you in a skinny minute. 
Now, my situation currently is actually pretty good. You know, I can actually walk to work. So, worst case scenario, if it snows, I don't have to get a car out on the road. I can just kind of walk. Hero would probably think I'm crazy for doing it, but I'd do it. You know, I work for a good group of people, so, you know. And that goes a long way, too. You know, if you're working for a good team or you've got a good staff around you and you enjoy the people you work with, that, that makes a lot of this stuff a lot easier. And, um, you know, it's – but when you're in a toxic environment and, and they almost guilt you into putting your life in danger to come help them, oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Hybrid of me, me and Ranty will be competing for angriest person. I don't know if that's too much of a competition there, buddy. If you throw Mad Dog in there, the, the, the boy, that's a trifecta. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it's sad. And, you know, here we are, we're talking about people putting their lives in danger to go to work. Whereas in the same breath, we're talking about how layoffs are coming, right? And and people's hours will get cut and all this stuff. Does anybody else see the problem with that? They're not loyal to you at all, but they expect you to be loyal to them. You know, that would be a hell of an episode. You're right. Uh, and Russell, you're, you're, you're right too. When you live out in the country and stuff like that, you, you're like the furthest down on the list to get like road maintenance and stuff like that. And, um, you know, if you live in a shady area with a lot of trees, I mean, it takes a long time for ice to melt. And I'm, I mean, look, snow and ice are two different things. Chains can help you on snow. Ice is going to laugh at your chains. You're still going in the ditch or you're going to have you know, a hoot trying to get out of a driveway. Uh, Jill says, my manager tried to guilt me into coming in last Friday during a rare ice storm. I called in first thing in the morning, and he still called me two hours later to get me to come in. I said, no, good for you. Good for you. You know, um, it, it's no job's worth it. No job is worth it, period. Period. And as a manager, you know, I've, I've had to go do some sketchy things. Uh, unfortunately, well, no, fortunately, none of them have been too dangerous. Um, but, you know, like, like for instance, if I would have been in Buffalo, I'm telling you right now, if I had a DM or somebody tell me I needed to come in during all that shit, I would tell them, accept my resignation now, I'm not coming. If you expect anybody to, you, you have no business being in a position of authority, period. You know, or be like, okay, you want me to come? I'll meet you there. You call me when you get there and let me know how safe it is. I'll be on my way. Watch real quick. Won't happen. I had a manager who wouldn't come in, but had another employee come pick me up during an ice storm. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, that's negligence, really and truly, you know, uh, about the company. Um, it was mostly good old boys around the way that would get their tractors out and try to help clear the roads. Yep. Blaine Texas, one of my realizations from having COVID is that my job does not pay me enough for how shitty this felt. Yeah, right. That's, that's correct. You know, and now you think about like the people that were quote unquote essential working in the grocery stores and whatnot, who wound up with long COVID and, a lot of health issues and whatnot because, you know, they didn't have the benefit of getting shut down because they were essential, because real people can't survive without us, right? I mean, just imagine that. 
<laughs> yeah, hybrid. You can't call out. You're essential. My paycheck says differently. You should wage match with a cop. Okay, I, I like that. That's good. Iris says, it's like an abusive relationship, demanding loyalty and compliance while controlling your finances and not caring about your welfare. I love you, Irish. You, you, you are spot on almost all the time. You have the best quotes, best statements. Um, fantastic. Fantastic. All right. So since we're dragging a little bit here or whatnot, um, then the question of the week responses were kind of big. So uh, we're going to try to get this thing wrapped up because it really shows. It shows that I have dropped 93,000 frames. That's I haven't seen that in ever. So anyway, um, the question of the week. Now that Christmas is over, what are your staffing levels looking like? And what do you expect to happen at your place of employment going into 2023? Payroll cuts, layoffs, mass reduction in hours, including full-time employees, leaner payroll with more workloads. Discuss. Patricia Hutchins. They cut our hours back in September and kept them cut straight through the holidays. No clue what the coming year will look like. See, that's what we were talking about. They, they started doing this early, which is scary. Um, Lee Davis. Uh, we'll be spreading our store staff across three new stores opening in our district, so we'll all be running skeleton crews as people chase hours. The one time a year I am both glad to be in management with enough tenure to shore up my hours with PTO if they try to cut mine. Our part-timers are screwed, though. Yep, there you go. The part-timers are getting, getting reamed. Uh, Philly Essential, unfortunately and kind of fortunate, I guess, there will be little change for us. We were already running on really short-staffed, and it's pretty much the same. I would actually welcome a day off. Well, Philly, if you're listening, I hope you get one. Then uh, a lot of miles from home. A leaner payroll with more work is par for the course in retail no matter what time of year. This job needed seven people last year. Well, this year you get three people plus an additional five other jobs. Fuck you. Um, that was excellent. And then you got Monty. A hiring freeze to quote unquote protect our employees and higher workload. Profits are up at the same time. Always is. Uh, stainless steel retail. They're going to cut hours mid January. Some part timers are finishing up, which will help. Full time like me will stay on about 36 to 39 hours a week. Uh, just Vicky. My store has been severely understaffed for months, so I expect they'll start a hiring blitz. Upside equals more help. Downside equals no more OT. I expect them to crack down on those who routinely work 70 plus hours a week. Uh-uh, not me. Uh, good old cranky manager. Mass hour reduction, but wanting to retain good staff by moving them slash splitting them between departments to keep their hours high enough they don't look for other jobs. Sucks for the students, college and high school, though. They'll see one to two shifts slash payroll for the next eight weeks. Yep. And then Karen Harrison, as far as I know, our payroll is mostly unbothered. Commercial auto parts sales are a reasonable, stable business. The big question is the bog slide over at CarMax. They are our biggest contract, and they cut the reconditioning center to 32 hours per employee. And that's kind of what I was talking about with um, people's hours getting cut. You know, it could be you'd be full-time working 40, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, we're taking eight hours a week from you. And, I mean, if you're making a good clip, you mean you're making like $15 an hour, man, that's a lot of money you're losing just for the sake of, you know, financials. And um, so, yeah. But anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up since we're having stream issues. Uh, like I said, I just want to remind everybody that next Monday, um, let's go. Let's get it. Uh, retail therapy sessions live start. It's your place to come bitch about whatever you want to as far as your job goes and, and things you're dealing with. Um, it's going to be a good time. Going to be a good time. 
like I said, I'm just kind of like the moderator. Um, I'm not bringing a topic to the table. So whatever you guys spit out, and we'll, we'll get to it as we go down the list. Um, Iris says January sales will be in full swing, 50% off payroll. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jill says in our store, 32 hours a week is considered full-time. And that's hilarious because it used to be 35 for most companies. Then they figured out 32, right? And that gives them this leeway. Let's say you've got 10 full-time people, you know, and you're cutting them all eight hours back down to 32. That's a lot of savings there. And then when business gets good, when they quote, unquote, need you, they jump you back up to 40. So, but everybody have a great night. Have a safe new year. Uh, congratulations to all of you who made it through the holidays. Uh, I'm personally glad it's over. I'm personally glad that, you know, Christmas day came and I went back to work and there was no more Christmas music. Then I went to Zaxby's and there was Christmas music and I was upset again. But anyway, speaking of Christmas music, please don't be a Karen this year. Hit 10,000 plays. That's awesome. Congratulations, Blaine Tag, Mrs. Blaine Tag, and Tracy. So that's cool. Let's see if we can get that pushed higher, you know, next holiday. But anyway, having said that, everybody have a great night. Have a safe holiday. Stay off the roads if you've been drinking. Get somebody to take you home. Call an Uber, whatever. Uh, we all want to make sure that you're back in the chat after the holiday. So have everybody great night, everyone. Stay well, and we'll see you next.